Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. I am Tony Marquez, Vice President and Wealth Advisor at Green Up Wealth Management. And I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at GreenUp. On this podcast, we're going to discuss the concept of money buckets. Have you ever been to a party where there's someone bragging about how much money they made in a particular investment? It's always just interesting that they're talking about their winners, but they leave out those occasional losers. And it's also irrelevant because most of us are not investing to brag and to say that we won. As a financial planner, I know that most people are not investing for the sake of investing. We all invest to meet our financial objectives and our goals. Aaron, I tell my clients all the time that our money and our investments are a means to get us to the goals that we have, to get us the things, the experiences, and the time that we want out of this life. So when we invest clients' money, it's important to talk about what those goals are. Is it a new car? Is it a vacation? Is it helping a loved one through their education? Or is it finally getting our time back and being able to retire? Then when we figure out what the money is going to be needed for, that's how we're going to be able to determine how we're going to invest your money. So we as planners should be having the conversations around the things that you want to accomplish. We need to be talking about the budget that you have, so how much money you're going to want to spend, what you dream and what you wish for, how you feel about risk and your tolerance for it, and then help you navigate these considerations to become comfortable and empowered with your finances. Right, Tony. When it comes to risk, there are several important considerations when you're investing. One is your age. And typically, if someone is older, they they are more conservative. And if they're younger, they have more time and they're more aggressive. So that's an important consideration. Another is, what is your risk tolerance? How do you feel about the market volatility? Are you uncomfortable when your investments drop in value? And are you willing to give up some upside to protect or reduce some of that downside? Or are you just okay with investment risk? You know that the market's going to fluctuate, but over time you want higher long-term results. These aren't the only considerations when it comes to risk. And this is where the money buckets concept is helpful. Think about the money buckets concept as another framework for thinking about how you invest your money. This concept originated by a financial planner named Harold Avensky. So here's kind of how it works. Imagine you have three buckets for your savings that you're gonna invest. That first bucket is for your short-term expenses. You have a second bucket in the middle for your medium-term expenses. And on the other end, you have a third bucket, which is gonna be for your long-term expenses. Tony, let's start with the first bucket. First bucket is going to be your shortest-term bucket. I want you to think about these as your expenses that are staring you right in the face over the next 12 months. These also include the money that you might need in case of emergency. Now, Aaron, that's an extremely important part of any financial plan. It's actually the foundation, and that's going to be the emergency savings. So let me take a moment to dissect that for us. So the rule of thumb is going to be three to six months of living expenses in emergency savings. The way we're going to get down to that is going to be, first, we want to take a look at our monthly expenses. These are our obligations, the things that it takes for us to maintain our life. Then we're gonna wanna look at our monthly income. It's gonna be a little bit different for everybody's situation. So if you're married and both spouses are employed and have a similar income, you're gonna wanna look at having about three months of expenses and savings. 
If you're single, one spouse works. One spouse might have a large gap of income compared to the other. Or somebody's self-employed in the household. That's when you're going to maybe look at having about six months of expenses in emergency savings. And Tony, besides this emergency savings that goes into the first short-term bucket, what else goes into that bucket? Yes. Again, this is going to be the money that you expect or you know that you're going to want to spend within the next 12 months, so around a year. So think about that as a down payment, a new car, a house remodel, a year's worth of tuition, whatever that's going to be, you're going to want to have that money set aside in this first bucket. Now, Aaron, can you explain to us a little bit how that money should be invested? Well, Tony, we don't want to invest that money. We want it in cash or savings or money market, some kind of cash equivalent that's absolutely safe. This is money that you can absolutely count on being there for you when you need it. And because it's not invested in the markets, it doesn't matter what the stock market does or what the bond market does. It's not invested in any hard to sell investment like real estate or limited partnerships that's hard to get at. This is highly available and liquid money. And since you're spending it soon, you need it to be highly liquid. You're not going to make any money on it, especially with the way interest rates are right now. You're not getting paid to put money in savings accounts, but you're not going to lose that money either. Yeah, Aaron, this is going to be money that we want to be predictable. Think if you were looking to put down a down payment for a a new home, and let's say you had $100,000. We all know that the stock market can get volatile at times. And a 20% loss is something that's not out of the realm of possibility. There's a big difference between having $100,000 when you go to closing and having $80,000 when you go into closing. So that's the reason why we want to make sure that this money isn't invested in anything like that. Okay. So Tony, let's talk about the middle bucket. The middle bucket is going to expand on that timeline. Now, this is going to be money that you foresee spending in the next two to four years. Again, a major vacation, a new home, or just your general retirement expenses. For those of you that are retired, you've got a handle on your spending, and you're going to want to extrapolate out by putting into the second bucket the next two to four years worth of income that you're going to want to spend. And Tony, what kinds of investments would you look at for the money that goes into that middle medium term bucket? So this money you're going to want to look for a little bit more return with, but still being conservative in nature. Uh, You're going to look for a diversified portfolio of bonds, fixed income, maybe CDs, depending on what the rates and the time look like. But what we're going to want, again, emphasize with this is being conservative. So looking for a little bit more return, but compared to stocks still trying to be more conservative in nature. Right, Tony. Since you have a little bit of time, you can aim for slightly higher returns than cash and you can take on a little bit of risk because you're not spending that money in the next 12 months, but you're still going to spend the money in the next two to four years. So you don't want to go too aggressive with that money. Conservative is the way to go. Tony, the third bucket is for long-term expenses. This is money you're not going to need for a while. And for most people, that's typically a time frame of five years plus. Yeah, Aaron. Just as you mentioned, this is going to be the money that we don't need for a while. This is going to be the area that we're going to look for more growth. We're going to maybe get a little bit more aggressive and invest our money in things like stocks and equities. All right, Tony. So we have cash in the first short-term bucket. We have bonds in the middle medium-term bucket. Why do we want to invest in growth-oriented stock market investments in that third long-term bucket? 
And Aaron, it's going to be so we can balance out all of the other risks that we have when it comes to a good financial plan. The risks that we're going to run into are things like inflation risk. Is our money going to still carry the same amount of purchasing power in the future as it does today? Or one of the other major concerns that we have as planners is longevity risk. Are our clients going to live longer than expected? So the trade-off with that is going to be trading market volatility for being able to balance out having our money grow for us. But again, this isn't money that we intend to use in the short term. This is money that we don't need tomorrow, so we can ride out the ups and downs of the market with time. Right, Tony. Because we know we're not going to need this money in five or more years, we have time to ride out all those ups and downs that we know the market's going to give us. One of the ways to reduce risk in growth investments like the stock market is with time. So think about this. If you go back the last 100 years in the stock market and you pick any one single day in the stock market over the last 100 years, 53% of the time, the market's going to be up. But if you look at the market on any given year, the market has been positive about 75% of the time. Pick any five-year period in the market, it's up about 87% of the time. Pick any 10-year period, and your investments are positive 94% of the time. And Tony, every 20-year period in the market for the last 100 years, how many times did any given 20-year period be a positive 20-year period? That's going to be 100% of the time, Aaron. That's right. 100% of the time. In the last 100 years, pick any 20-year period, you would have not lost money. So basically, the concept is the more time you have, the less risk you have. In the short run, markets are volatile, there's risk involved, but in the long run, there's a lot less risk. So Tony, how do we put this money buckets concept into practice? So what we're going to want to do is we're going to fill the short-term bucket first, the medium-term bucket second, and then everything that's left over is going to go into that long-term bucket. One of the things that we're going to be driving home the most during this conversation is going to be that the most important ingredient to the recipe is time. As we put this into practice, that longer term bucket is going to refill the other buckets. As stocks grow in the long term bucket, we're going to be able to take gains off the table and refill those shorter term buckets. The long term bucket refills the medium term bucket, the medium term bucket refills the short term bucket, and so on. If there's a significant downturn in the market like there was in 2008, we can live off those short term buckets while we wait for the market to recover. And we don't have to start to sell stocks or anything for a significant loss as that market pulls back in a major way. We've set ourselves in the things that are going to be able to get us through the immediate and the coming years. Yeah, Tony, that's such an important idea. Let the market recover. Don't pull the money out of your investments when the investments are down. Knowing that you can wait for your investments to recover because you have safe money that's there for your immediate spending needs is really comforting. So that longer term bucket is going to give you the time to let your investment portfolio recover. Yeah. And Aaron, and that leads me to a statement I hear a lot of my clients say very frequently, actually, and that's going to be that the older I get, the less time I have to recover. But when we put this bucketing strategy together for them, they do have the time to let the market recover because they do have money that it's invested for the long term because we've gone ahead and we've protected it in the short term. Right, Tony. I mean, when you're retired, the rule of thumb is retired means you're conservative, you're still working, you're aggressive. But 
What about the retiree who has plenty of income and just plans to give their money to the next generation, to their kids or to their grandkids? You know, maybe they shouldn't be conservative because some of that money is long-term money for the next generation. So they can be more aggressive with those particular investments as long as buckets one and two are covered. And you can think about the same thing with persons who are younger, right? If they can be aggressive maybe with their retirement accounts that they're not touching for a long, long time. But what about that money that they need to have that's safe that's going to be a down payment for a house or, or a new car in the next year or so? Exactly, Aaron. And this is going to be one of the pitfalls that we're going to want to avoid. And that's going to be just generalizing risk. And that's going to be the concept, again, that young people need to be aggressive. And that's just going to be the type of investor that they're going to be. But then again, they might be in a situation that the money they have invested or saved might be used sooner than later. Again, going back to being a down payment or a new car or whatever that might be. Or think about even somebody that's a teenager that is a junior in high school getting ready to go to college. They're going to want to make sure their money's invested for what they want to accomplish, not necessarily just generalizing them based on their age. Yeah. So this this money buckets concept, I think, is just a great framework for thinking about how to invest your money based on when you're going to need it. So take into consideration your age and your risk tolerance. Yeah, that's important. But when you're going to need that money is a critical component of deciding how you're going to invest and how much you're going to invest. Yes, Aaron. You're going to want to take the time to talk to your wealth advisor. There are advisors out there that are going to want to solve your complex problems with a cookie cutter approach, preset portfolios, or a basic risk tolerance that one size fits all. Your unique plan should have a focus on your unique situation and your unique needs. You should create an investment plan that helps you reach your personal financial goals. Yeah, that sums it up really nicely, Tony. So thank you. For the entire team at Greenup Wealth Management, I'm Aaron Kirsch. And I'm Tony Marquez. Thank you for listening. Greenup Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor, and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. 